Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I am Stacey June. And I am Chrissy Messer. Hello. Hello. We're so glad that you're here with Yay. us. It's getting colder and colder. We hope that you're treating your bodies well. Yeah, that is for sure. Sometimes we're all like, oh, I miss summer. It's like, no, embrace, rug up, cover your kidneys, and stay inside. Your kidneys, though, that's why you never wear midriff shit, like exposed during the winter months. Is that right? Well, these are the key things that I've taken over the past few years. Cover your bloody kidneys, yeah. even if you've got a midriff top, and even if they're high cut, like high waisted pants, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Your kidneys are still out. Eat warm foods. Smoothies and acai bowls are off for the next Man, few months, people. Man, acai bowls. Yeah. Come on. Well, at the absolute minimum, you need to add kind of nutmeg and cinnamon into the into those bowls. Because that's a warm spice? Yes. Is that what you've been banging on about the last few months? And third, yeah. use it as an absolute excuse if you're a fucking introvert like me and don't leave the house. Okay. For so long, I fought myself. I'm like, I should really get outside. Every time I come I in, should, I you're should, just like I should. curled up near the gas heater. Oh. The other day I came in and I'm like, it stinks like gas in here. And, yeah. like, Maybe that's why I have this ongoing headache. Babes, you should get that checked. Oh, that's full on. Yeah. Remember? Well, you've just clicked. Because I came in this today and she, she goes, I've woken up with a headache. That's not right. Am I dehydrated? Am I not drinking water? Am I, have you done your neck, doll? I don't Is, speak that you even, you even go... Is it from the dentist? Because you went no. To the- uh, come on, for you the past to- five days I've had a gum ache. Like I'm sure that can get to the head. <laughs> it's the same organ. It's like my one thing. Like it's my head is my gum, right? Like <laughs> the best thing you've ever said. My head is my gum, right? Uh, but you know, I don't know that it is. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I know what you it's mean. It's the same piece of body. <laughs> And now I've got a picture of my whole head as one gum. As gums. <laughs> anyway, you've come to the right place uh, for this kind of paper. <laughs> Seriously, though, this is the Thinker Girls Pod channel. We have different shows that drop on different days right across the week. We do a 411, which is a chat about news stories, shit that we're interested in. We have a catch up where we're talking about our lives and uh, your lives through our Posse podcast, where you ride in and we, we help out with what's going on in your life. But today, it is about our guest live. That's right. Sophia Stavanovic joins us, who is a an author of a book that we were sent information of. It's called Miss X Yugoslavia. It's a memoir, and it talks about funny stories of her growing up between suburban Australia, in Melbourne actually, where both of us grew up, and the madness of the Yugoslavian war. So it goes mm. kind of in this thing, and I think if you were a, a kid that, you know, I either migrated or parents migrated and had such a real strong culture of a different country but growing up in Australia I found it fascinating how she spoke about that real tug of war between whether she was Yugoslavian or Slovenian like Slovenian or 
Australian, like an Aussie or a skip. And she just never felt like she fitted she was either. in to either. Yeah. And yeah, it was quite fascinating. I, I jumped straight into this chat with talking also about growing up around a lot of friends that had that weren't from Australia, that mm. weren't born here, but then were Australians. They were living here, going to primary school with me. And that's why I was like, I'm really interested in this at the moment as I think about we all grow up and we all end up being very not similar, but different beings. We're all Australians. We all mm. look at each other mm. as as allies and, and as, you know, people that all live in the same country. But I'm fascinated by what was going on in the home yeah, as totally. a kid, you Which know? I think sometimes we take for granted, especially when you look back as a kid. You're like, oh, yeah, I've got a mate that's Indian and this mate's Sri Lankan and this mate's from Malaysia. And but you all go to the same school. You wear the yeah, same uniform, yeah. But in terms of that, as you said, I don't know that that's ever really been spoken about so much, that, that struggle between you know, between both kind of cultures, which yeah. is really, really fascinating. Not something that you ever really think about too much when you're a young kid growing up. You know, we, we're lucky we live in a pretty multicultural place. That's right. But I, I like that she really digs into what it was like for her. So if you are somebody that's going to be re- relate, you're going to love it. And if you're not, you're going to really be able to just know where the PC lines are in terms of talking about race, asking questions, all this kind of stuff. She just really puts it on the line. She is um, living in New York. She kind of is known for doing a lot of work and hosts uh, the Women of Letters across in mm, New York. If you haven't mm-hmm. gone to one of those shows, they're amazing. And she was also a regular storyteller on The Moth, which is how that Sick. this book journey started. So we'll let her share that story with you. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel. Hello. Um, right now we are chatting to uh, Sofia Stavanovic. Have I, I've said that right, haven't I? Yeah, Stavanovic. Oh, I there think, we go. I think when our producer, Sofia, you know, actually spells it out for you, you feel like she's going to predict you're going to fuck it up and then you essentially get more nervous about fucking it no, up I so had, you do f- well, stuff I, it up. We had Carl Stefanovic in our head, which yeah. is obviously not your last name. Apologies so, on that. We do Everyone, <laughs> Carl is in everyone's oh. head so much more than I am. Oh, man. No, but seriously, are people calling you Stefanovic all over the place and you're like, it's Stevanovic, babes? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I, I actually don't mind too much. Um, and Carl seems really nice, so so I'm, I'm fine with that. But, yes, I do mind more in the um, Serbo-Croatian pronunciation while he does the Aussie pronunciation. So. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that's what a lot of a lot of people that come from Asian cultures are also like. Yeah. That's not really how it works at home, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were so fascinated by the book you'd written. Myself in particular. It's Stacey speaking here, um, because I think there was only a few months ago that I had had a thought about the friendships I had made in primary school. I, I lived in a very multicultural kind of community. And I moved into wider, wider land as I got older. Mm. And I'd often thought back to those friendships and those experiences as a young girl going to two of my best mates. One was Sri Lankan and one was from the Philippines. And about how incredible that kind of... I don't know, that growing up was for me. And when I read when I read that you'd written this book and started to have a bit of a crack at it myself, I was so pleased that you had written about that part of your story. And I know it sounds like something quite simple, but I often find that that story of an immigrant child is really not told in the way that I understood it or, or lived it lived around me. And even when you were in people's homes, you didn't quite understand what was going on what made you kind of get pen to paper with this um well I think I've always been interested 
in in you know I've been fascinated by the things that happened to me when I was a kid and and we came to Australia when I was about five so I was born in Yugoslavia which is what the country was called at that time and thought that you know I had I had a pretty great life my my parents really loved Belgrade which was uh, the city we came from they had lots of interesting friends and then suddenly my dad thought that maybe there would be a war and sort of uprooted us or coerced uh, my mother who never wanted to leave to come to Australia. So when we got here, it was on this kind of idea that Australia was just a backwater. You know, my, my mother referred to it as the asshole of the world because it was so far away. Um, so she had this kind of a horrifying view of what Australia might be like. We knew nothing, like this was before the internet. So we'd send Crocodile Dundee, you know, and, and, we had embassies from the uh, we had um, brochures from the Australian embassy and stuff like that. So um, did when you, we, do you remember what those brochures said? Like, come here, I and we'll pay you ten were, pounds. Like, is that that kind of vibe? Because I've heard that from like English people, but I, mm. I wasn't aware that it was kind of a yeah. Form I of think they were just back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, back in the eighties. I think it was like pictures of Uluru and you know, Sydney Harbour Bridge and, and stuff like that. I think it was just very, very um, sort of general um, ideas that, that people might have had of Australia. I don't think it was like specifically like this is what it's like to live in Melbourne, which is what we were going to do, or like this is what it's like to live in the suburbs of Melbourne specifically. Mm, um, right. But anyway, so so when we got there, um, the, to me it was a very big change because I was this oversensitive kid who – always really wanted to fit in and suddenly I didn't speak the language and and as you were saying Stacey like in in primary school it's such a I don't know to me it was such a formative time that I remember all this stuff in primary school and how confusing it was um and I've always thought about that time in my life because um you know from that time on so the book spans from basically before I was born to when I was 18 or so and the whole time I'm kind of questioning who I am, um, how I fit into Australia and how I fit in uh, back in what was Yugoslavia. So I think I've always been really interested in those stories and themes of immigration interest me and uh, of identity and the funny uh, sort of things that happen to us and the sad things that happen to us as well. And I've always Mm. told stories from, from those times, but I've never particularly thought that I should write a book about it until I moved to New York a couple of years ago and I suddenly like I, I, I don't normally have the courage to just like get up in front of people and tell stories but in New York everyone just does whatever the hell they want so I went to a um, story slam for the moth which is like a storytelling oh, event yeah and I put my name in a hat because people just put their name in a hat and if your name gets drawn out you get to tell a story and I usually I'd be like, you know, I, I think there's people in the audience who know me and I look like an idiot, but something, I don't know, like I had some courage of being completely unknown and, and everyone just being kind of, yeah, in New York, everyone just, yeah, they just do whatever they want. So I was like, hey, everyone else is embarrassing themselves, so I'll do it too. And I did and it was really <laughs> like nicely received. You know, I told this story and people were like, oh, that's really interesting. We care about you as this Yugo girl growing up in Australia, which is kind of, you know, uh, I, I would have thought that, that that wasn't particularly interesting to Americans and New Yorkers, but it was. And so then I kept kind of telling these stories and testing them out and eventually thought, why don't I just write a book about it? 
We're so, so bloody glad you did. The book that you're talking about is is your new memoir. And we'll pop all of the links in show notes. It's called Miss X Yugoslavia. Um, but it is interesting, like we've got a stat our podcast producers put in, in front of us, um, Jordan, who said the ABS, so the Australian Bureau of Statistics, says that it's almost 30%, 28.2%. Um of people that live in Australia were born overseas. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, it's an interesting dynamic, I suppose, in this country. We are, we are a country made up of so much um, diversity and a country of, of immigrants, essentially. There's not really many of us that, were, that are from, from Australia. So, so talk to us about that experience of coming over. You said you were five at the time. Mm-hmm. Your dad wanted to get over here. Your mum thought this place was an asshole. Yes. What was it like? What was it like? She likes going- it now. She likes it now. But it's <laughs> I hope her opinions well, change. She's taken. For those of you that aren't um, that aren't aware, we had a chat earlier before we recorded, and uh, said mum is taking Sophia's baby around the block at the moment, so she's going to walk in and be like, "What? Now you're making me look like a monster." Stop Sophia, what was it like at five years old uh, to come in um, from Yugoslavia, from from you know a place where there's um, been such complex, you know, political history. There's been, you know, from a war-torn country. Yeah. Well, what did it look like? Yeah. What did Australia look like? Well, yeah, so so it wasn't war-torn yet. And where we come from, Belgrade, that's in Serbia, so we never actually had any fighting on the ground. So the war, um, when it did eventually start happening, was something that I, that I very much saw secondhand. So I would watch, you know, uh, the news and my parents being very upset about it and my parents were part of the opposition movement as well. So, so for me, the war was something that was kind of like a shadow over my life, but something that very luckily for me, I, I didn't um, have any part in. I wasn't, I wasn't in an actual war-torn place. So Belgrade, when, when I was born, was actually before this, these wars eventually started. So it was, as far as my mum was concerned, this like cosmopolitan centre of uh, Europe. She she thought it was amazing, and uh, all my parents' friends were like artists and writers, and we weren't part of the Iron Curtain. So Yugoslavia was socialist, but it wasn't behind mm. the the Iron Curtain, and it had um, so it, there was a lot more freedom there. So there were influences from the east and from the west, uh, and yes, we lived in an urban center. Uh, and then suddenly we moved to Australia to the su- to the suburbs of Melbourne. So for my parents, I think the shock was having come from somewhere where they were articulate and, uh, you know, respected and considered to be professionals and and smart and all this sort of stuff. Suddenly they were in this entirely new place where they had accents and they were looked at in a completely different way as immigrants. And as for me, I didn't know English, but I had been this like super nerd kid who was really proud of like I, I spoke sober Croatian really well and my parents and their friends would always like praise me for how good my language was and you know I was I was a show off and I was really like you know a perfectionist with with language and then suddenly I got to Australia and all the kids laughed at me because I couldn't speak English and I didn't have any friends and I would pretend to like be friends we had these farm animals at my primary school like in a little fenced off area and I would pretend to really like them and like feed them little bits of grass so that no one realized I didn't have friends but it's interesting what you do for survival Mm. isn't it like that would have helped you in some capacity fill your day you know yeah your mind and you know what I was I was a little kid so it doesn't take very long when when you're five like it it was a matter of months before I was communicating fine 
with other kids. But I think, you know, that's that's the difference between, you know, immigrant stories are so different and, and mine is a very specifically about me, but I do feel like uh, children of immigrants uh, have uh, often learned the language and then still, but while their parents continue to struggle. So yeah. I often would compare my experience to that of my mum who, um, and also my dad, but more so my mum, because my dad uh, got a job straight away and, and I think ha- had less of a rough time while uh, my mum stayed at home with me and my sister and she'd never been a you know, stay-at-home mum before. Uh, and she continued to struggle with the language and to feel very, very much on the outside. She would have been so much more isolated. Mm, that's hard. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. moment as a kid good or bad that someone pointed out that you were different whether it was and and it was from a welcoming perspective or from the complete opposite perspective where you were like shit this Mm. is like I'm out in the jungle here I mean it happens all the time I think that as soon as you have a last name that is different to other people's or if you look a little bit different or if you have an accent or, or speak another language at home. People ask you questions constantly. So it's not mm. something that would like sometimes happen. It happened and happens all the time. Um, you know, sometimes there, there are bad experiences, uh, you know, like I've had taxi drivers when I was talk, speaking um, in my language with a friend in a taxi and she couldn't speak English, even though, that's kind of beside the point, but the taxi driver threatened to throw us out unless we spoke English, that things like that sometimes happen. Um, wow. But there's also, that's yeah, people who are just curious, you know, who, who want to know about where you come from. And I kind of like, I know that a lot of people don't like to be constantly asked where they come from, but I sometimes feel like, you know, it's a good chance to, to also help people uh, gain knowledge of other cultures. So sometimes that can be, that can be good if people are genuinely interested uh, I think immigrant stories are really important. So so I'm happy to share stuff, as you can see, because I wrote a whole book about it. 
And thank God you are. Mm. Because, you know, as somebody that is as white as you possibly can be and as Anglo as you can be. Same here, yeah. You know. Boring. Uh, that's very interesting. Well, yeah, I find it quite boring. But he's very interested. There is a, There has been, particularly growing up, not so much now because I think intent is so important and I feel more confident in that. But growing up, because we live in such a, a I think, a fairly racist society, mm-hmm. it's not it's not assumed that your intent is great. Mm-hmm. And so I think I always found that hard that political correctness could really get in the way of you just being Curiosity inquisitive too, yeah. or interested. Yeah. And I really struggled with that through my 20s, I think. And I remember moving to London and I remember a man at work saying, oh, you know, that's Jim over there. You'll need to meet him later. And I was looking and I couldn't quite see him. He goes, he's the black guy. And I was so shocked that he described him as black. I'll never mm. forget it. I would have been 20 years old, I reckon, or 21. Because in Australia, it's just automatically assumed that you're being derogatory, mm. you know. And mm. over there, it was a way that you described the way someone looked. And I think mm. that that... I mean, if you were somebody that has sat on the receiving end of it and somebody is in my shoes listening to this going, I still really struggle with that balance, apart from obviously having the right intention, are there, you know, kind of good and bad ways that people can approach curiosity and and that would help them kind of dive through a part where I feel like it still is, can be a little bit icky because there still are a lot of germy people out Mm. there. I mean, I just don't know. I, I feel like there are people who face so much racism. I'm, you know, I, I come from another country, but I'm also white. So so I think that I have a lot of uh, privilege there. And, and, you know, I'm articulate mm. in the in the way that I speak English now. And there are people who, who aren't and who have a really hard time for that. I think that, you know, we just have to keep working really hard uh, to make everyone feel comfortable because I don't know, I, I I just feel like, yeah, our society is is really complicated, and a lot of people still face everyday racism all the time mm. uh, in Australia, also in the US where, where I'm living now, and and you see that all the time. Uh, I run, I, I host this um, event in New York actually that it's called This Alien Nation, and we ask people with immigrant backgrounds to come and just tell stories from their lives, and I find that. That's really, to me especially, I find it um, so enlightening and eye-opening because we don't say, you know, I think it's also hard to talk about immigration or, or as as one word or as just like an issue uh, while I think that it's really important to hear just individual stories that people say and that kind of helps us gain knowledge and, and perhaps, uh, you know, when we meet someone who comes from somewhere else, we can... Uh, react to them with with curiosity rather than with fear because I guess that's what what racism is in the end it's it's fear and it's hard to um Mm. to yeah to to be a person in the world and 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 recognize that we have certain prejudices and and try and overcome them uh but I think that's what we need to do ultimately have you ever a tough one to overcome yeah yeah in all areas it's like Ooh, that stuff's like it's a big broad thick as a rock. issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But have you ever, Sophia, felt this? I think sometimes people like to simplify things when, as you just said, it's a very big, complex issue, and so is growing up with two different 
cultures, you know, that are that make you who you are and make your family who they are. Have you ever felt this pressure? I think I don't know whether it's Aussies in particular, but we like things to be quite simple. It's like, and well, in, what are you? Well, and in mm-hmm. boxes, what yeah, are you? Yeah, are you yeah. an Aussie mm-hmm. or are you from Yugoslavia? Or what's your yeah. deal? Like, yeah, which yeah, one yeah. are you? Yeah, we, yeah. And you're not one of either. You you like. You grow up somewhere until you're five and that's your family's culture and heritage yeah. and all of this history. But then also you're Aussie because you grew up here from the time that you're five. So you're, you have a mix of the two. Have you ever felt this kind of pressure to simplify Absolutely. who you are and only identify with one? And you're answering yes, which I thought you might. So <laughs> how, do you co- how do you combat that to go, well, I'm neither, but I'm also both. Yeah, it took me a really long time to actually deal with that. I, when I was younger, I would I would get kind of upset about it because in in Australia I'd be like the Serbian girl, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're so you know," because I'd be the only Serbian person my my friends at school knew, so I'd be like the Serb, and then in Serbia they see me as the Australian, right? So. Uh, I definitely had that and it made me feel like I didn't fit into either place and how and that 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 you know I, I was trying to identify with each of these cultures but neither of them quite um, wanted me but I feel like as I've got older I've, I've yeah, realized tough, a little bit it? more you're the little skip on the other side mm, you don't mm. even think about that. yeah yeah but I, I think that you know as I've got older I've just realized that um it's not, you know, you can form your own identity and, and keep a little bit of distance from, I, I don't think it's, I don't even think it's healthy to, to identify so strongly with one group anyway. And I kind of like the idea that, you know, I don't necessarily, but by not aligning a hundred percent with either group, it means that, that perhaps you belong anywhere or, or that you can, you know, make your own identity and, and home that, that is like a private one where you get to choose what things you believe in and sometimes it's hard as well because if you align with with a group then sometimes you have to take on everything about about that group and when I was growing up and the wars were going on in Yugoslavia uh, those wars were so complex uh, that it was very hard I think for the media to properly examine them so there would be like these tiny sound bites that went for you know a minute on the news that would very much simplify who were the Serbs, who were the Croats, who were the Bosnians and, and you know, what they were like. And I, I always found myself thinking, oh, you know, there are so many more complexities. Even if I, when I was a kid, um, I would, I noticed that. Uh, so, yeah, I think that now that I am a older, more mature person, it doesn't bother me particularly. But yes, I found that people uh, definitely kind of, pigeonhole you i think that's such a good message for everybody whether Mm, it is your your nationality or who you feel you are Mm. i know for women as well in particular we feel like such complex you know individuals everybody wants to put you in a box Mm. i know Mm. i certainly feel like that and it is important to kind of create your own identity and be strong in that because otherwise if you merge too much you're not going to be happy in that either you know yeah. because it, you, then you're kind of finding that you are trapped a little bit because mm. there's other parts of who you are that aren't singing so I think that's a nice thing to keep in mind for anyone that feels mm. like they kind of have to absolutely I think that's a walk. really really important message and and I think that the more individual stories we hear like I keep kind of pushing pushing that um the better like I remember when I was a kid I didn't really no you know I didn't know any authors who were who had immigrant backgrounds I didn't really know that people with English as a second language 
might also be writing books. I always wanted to be creative and an artist and a writer and all these things. And I never felt like it was okay for like that, that my voice was, was wanted. And I feel like the more we encourage people, the better, because more people will, will come out with their stories and then, you know, inevitably will gain a greater understanding and then maybe not put people into boxes. Yeah, it's a very good message. Yeah. Speaking of your story, though, we can check out your website, Sophia uh, Stevanovic, uh, com, or follow you on Insta, S-S-T-E-F. A-N-O-V-I-C. You can also get the book at all good bookstores and information on the website. It is called Miss X Yugoslavia. It is such a great memoir. It's very dark and funny. Um, and I think that it, it teaches in its own in its own subtle way. It's like there's a lot of lessons in there without them being punched in your face, mm-hmm. which I, I quite enjoyed. Um, so thank you so much for your time, Sophia. We really appreciate you kind of opening a lens to us. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely talking to you. Really appreciate it. And uh, I hope your mum doesn't listen to the show. I was just going to say, is your mum back with the baby? She's she hasn't not, heard but the she's coming out. comment yet. She's coming. the asshole. Coming back any second. <laughs> we better get out of here. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up. Right. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. our fave time of the week is that is when we get to go live with you our posse and chat about whatever you guys want we absolutely love going live on facebook but you'll only get notified that we're online if you follow us the thinker girls on facebook yeah we get to say hello to you give you guys an update on hashtag our lives and answer the questions that you've been dying to ask us so once a week make sure that you hang in on the thinker girls facebook page to find out when you can find us ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 